Welcome to the Kickin' Life Podcast. Your host, Kickin' Life Guru Master Rich Grogan. Hey, as we know, the world's not all sunshine and rainbows. As Rocky says, it'll be a mean, nasty, ugly place that'll beat you to your knees and keep you there if you let it. However, that's where I come in, the Kickin' Life Guru. When life kicks your butt, when life knocks you down, as we know it's going to, I'm here to motivate you, to empower you, to inspire you, and kick you back up so you can live your best kickin' life. So saddle up, here we go. Hey, hey, Kicking Lifers out there. How are we doing today? Master Grogan coming at you with another exciting Kicking Life podcast. And folks, I tell you, if you uh, haven't listened to the previous episodes, you know it. Get on it. Listen to those things. But today, we've got a very special guest, and this young lady is a repeat offender. She's been on the show before, and she's going to inspire you and rock your world. And I just spoke with her, and she's got her coffee in. She's all juiced up and ready to roll. And that is Master Karen Eden. Karen, how are we doing today? Hey, hey. Now, don't put any pressure on me, Rich. It's so early out here in the mountains. She's but in the mountains, <laughs> but she's smiling. She's shining. <laughs> As my coffee mug gets smaller and smaller, I'm going to come more to life. So I'm, I'm saying in 10 minutes, we're all going to be good here. Awesome. And uh, I, I mentioned we're going to give you the kick in life you need. And of course, we're going to give the listeners their kick in life as they're expecting and always getting and that's why we deliver what we do, and that's why I'm so honored well, to have you on the show. I'm honored to be here, Rich, and unfortunately, even I'm a high-ranked martial artist, and a lot of my kicking doesn't come from other martial artists. It comes from my high-test coffee, so <laughs> that's, that's my kick today. Nice, and, nice. Um, <laughs> I'm sure our uh, other coffee drinkers can definitely relate to that. I just know that uh, I, I usually avoid the coffee because I'm too hyperactive the way it is. And if I drink, oh my gosh. Uh, I, yeah, I, I can drink every once in a while. I like my hot tea, but, uh, uh, if I have more than one cup of coffee, I'm like that, uh, that, that, what was he from over the hedge, you know, the bing, bang, boom, or, uh, what was the other movie with a kid, the little, little, uh, animal drank the coffee and was just like a hyperactive maniac. So that's probably not good for anybody. <laughs> I would hate to see you on coffee. Seriously. I mean, <laughs> I can only imagine. It, it, but thank you for having me. It's, Absolutely. it's usually not good. Well, you are so very welcome, and welcome back to the show. I know you did the show not too terribly long ago, and the listeners loved it, and you, you shared a lot of the wonderful things that you're doing. And if, I, if I'm right, you were going on a kind of a, I don't want to say a mission trip, but a personal retreat. And uh, I, I haven't spoke with you much since you did that. I, I'm guessing it all went well. Would you, would you mind sharing that trip with, your, with the listeners here? Okay, so um, the last time that I was on, it's been like a year, hasn't it, Rich? Yeah, I was looking back at my notes. I, I think it has. Uh, I think it was uh, episode maybe 45, 46. I have to check back. So, listeners, you can yeah. do that. Check back. We've got, uh, I think this is the 78th episode today. So, we are chucking right along here, which is good. Yeah, well, um, since last year, I got to tell you, I've been on a lot of retreats. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I figured as much. <laughs> <laughs> I do go on retreats that have nothing to do that well. Let's just say they're not very peoply. Um, I'm, a, I'm a very interesting person. I found a label for it. It's actually a scientific label in psychology now. It's, I'm an extroverted introvert. So you can use it, Rich, because you probably are too. An but what that means introvert. is... It's almost like a yin and yang. <laughs> well, like, you know, uh, around people, uh, I, you know, I'm, it's easy for me to come alive. And, you know, the, the, the thing with extroverted introverts is at some point they got to fold their wings in and shut the door and go away. <laughs> so you're looking at the prime example of an extroverted introvert. And a lot of times I do. Well, I will go on trips. A lot of them are Native American related. I have my uh, I call him Daddy Don. He's actually my uncle who adopted me. Uh, but so I call him uh, dad, but he is also a, uh, one of the last remaining Appalachian medicine men out there. Uh, and he's getting up there and he's teaching me a lot of the ways. And so I'll spend a couple of weeks with him in the backwoods of Tennessee and just learn and, and, you know, record him going through the, the woods, looking at certain types of, uh, uh, herbs and medicinal plants and trying to learn from that because it's a dying art. Oh, that is fantastic. Oh, I got goosebumps just thinking about that. That would be so oh, awesome. Well, we're started. <laughs> I goose up all the time. I'm a big softy inside. So I guess that's my introvert okay. extrovert thing or extrovert <laughs> introvert, right? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, good. Well, well um, um, 
So, and I, I didn't give you the lead in. I probably should have. You, you're an author of several books. I think uh, your most popular ones are I Am a Martial Artist, and then uh, They Call Me Master, which are fantastic. So, folks, check those out. Uh, and I think the last time we spoke, Century was was out, but they're you're getting new supplies, so I'm sure those are in now, or they can probably get them on Amazon, right? Those two books? Amazon, or, I'm, I, yeah, Amazon and BarnesandNobles.com are really good about carrying all of my books. And so, um, you know, um, the the... They call me master is still in stock with Century Martial Arts, but to the, the the electronic day is upon us, and there's so many yes. different ways to get things now that you know if you hear no from somebody, it's easy to go to a different distributor and hear yes. So absolutely, I have four books, uh, three are martial arts related, and one is more of a a, a personal self help type book. Uh, you're rich. A lot of people don't know this about me, but I am actually a seminary graduate and orga- ordained chaplain. And so I do, I've been doing a lot of spiritual type counseling for many, many years. And so my fourth book is a, more in line with that. It's called, Will I Ever Feel Happy Again? Um, unfortunately, it is about a, a subject that not a lot of people like to talk about, but it hit home with me uh, many years ago. And it's about dealing with the aftermath of when a family member or loved one commits suicide. And there's not a whole lot of material out there on that. So I wanted to put this book out and I wanted to dedicate it to my father who unfortunately is someone who succumbed to mental illness and all of his intelligence. And he was a, a doctor, an intelligent man. But it's, it's, on, it's a issue that's on the rise today, and I just want to see that people have some, somewhere to go to if, God forbid, that should be in their path. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And uh, our heart goes out to you for that. And, and it, it goes to show that mental illness, it doesn't matter you know, what your walk of life is, and it doesn't matter where you're at on the uh, spectrum there as regards to what you do for a living. It, it, it's, it's a demon that attacks a lot of us, too many of us, and unfortunately, some of us uh, succumb to the, the pressures, like you'd mentioned. Could you mention the name again and, and let the folks know where to, where to find it? Yes, it's a book by Karen Eden Herdman. A lot of my martial artists, it stops with the name Karen Eden because <laughs> I was established as a writer before I got married. But this book actually has Karen Eden Herdman on it, and um, it is Will I Ever Feel Happy Again? Because it's a real... It's a real problem to get your joy back when you go through something like that, trust me. And, uh, but it is possible, and you can live uh, a full you know, life just like your, your, your show is inspirational with Kickin' Life. You'll get it back. But there's, uh, the book basically is uh, an interview with several people who have lost a loved one, whether it was a family member or a, a spouse or whatever, over the course of 30 years, I spanned a course of 30 years. So the oldest gentleman lost his son to suicide back in the 70s. And he talks about how he's lived with that and how you can still get through that and live a productive and happy life. So I just take people at different stages of where they're dealing with um, you know, the grief of it, which is a very peculiar grief. It's, it's, it's not a normal type grief. So that's just, you know, I, it's a problem. And I know that, you know, if you are someone who is going through that, you don't need to think you're alone because it sure feels like you are, and you don't need to be ashamed about it because mental illness is a real problem, and that's what causes suicide. Bottom line is mental illness. So anyway, check that out. Well, ever feel happy again if you need it, and I hope and pray you never do, Rich, you know, but unfortunately sure. it's a problem. Well, and, and I think <clears throat> even if you don't need it, it's um, we all know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody that unfortunately has probably went through this. So any extra knowledge you have on the subject to kind of help help them cope, help them get through and then possibly if you've got the book, you know, share it with them. And uh, knowledge, you know, like you said, knowledge is powerful, but to make it even more powerful is to actually apply it to help somebody else. And the fact that you did this, uh, went back, I mean, the research, God bless you for putting in that much time, effort, and energy to, to, well, like we do, try and help other people. And unfortunately, a lot of the times, regardless what the battle, what challenge we're facing, I'm guilty of this, and I'm sure a lot of other people are too. We feel like we're the only one in that arena. We're the only one facing that challenge and that battle. And so- right. And, you know, I, I, you're right. <clears throat> I actually have my own radio blog that I do, as you know. Oh, yeah, give a shout-out to that. I almost forgot. Uh, before you well, go I'll tell you about that. Yeah, don't worry about it. I just want to say that what you just said is what I talked about this, this last time. Um, you know, uh, we, we rise by lifting others, to quote my good, our good friend Tammy Santos, yes, martial yes, artist. Yes. And it, it's true, because ultimately, if you're looking for any kind of healing in your own personal life, it's not going to happen unless you learn that your healing is going to come by taking your tragedy 
and helping other people that are going through whatever tragedy that may be. But yeah, okay, I'll I'll, I'll do a shameless plug here. The Eden Assignment. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on uh, uh, Facebook, the group page of Eden Assignment, and then um, also it's a it's a radio blog on Blog Talk Radio. It does air uh, every Monday evening Eastern Standard Time at nine o'clock, and then the link is available twenty four seven on the group page, the Eden Assignment. So, Rich, I was wondering if you ever knew how I got that title, the Eden Assignment. Um, I was curious. Yeah, you lost sleep over it. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so Karen, how did you get that title, Eden Assignment? I, I'm oh. sure our listeners would love to know. <laughs> was that, so was that a good lead in or what? <laughs> Um, okay, so you know, I was in uh, television for many, many years. I, I, I had my last contract was here in Denver with Fox News. It was a uh, O&O, which means owned and operated by Fox News. And um, I, for years, I worked as a, a, a TV reporter, a reporter. I did radio before that. And so I, I, I say in my intro to the show, I was always taking assignments that were given to me. I had to do the assignment that they wanted me to do every day. But, you know, now I'm on a different assignment. I have a different boss. By divine revelation, I'm trying to take everything I know as a spiritual counselor as well and come up with a new assignment. And that's every week I do that. That's why it's called the Eden Assignment. It's an assignment I feel that I get divine inspiration on to try to help other people, um, you know, and inspire them. Just, just kind of like what you do. You know what I mean? Oh, my gosh. That is fantastic. The Eden Assignment. So there you go, folks. I'm, I'm glad that Karen led me into it, so I would eventually ask the question that I should have asked to begin with, but uh, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> the Eden Assignment, I love that. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's and, and, and that's well, uh, that I, introvert and extrovert, extrovert and introvert kind of working hand in hand, right? <laughs> it is. It's, uh, it's, it's ironic. It's, a, it's uh, um, I, I tell you what, I mean, just between you and me and everybody listening. <laughs> yeah, I, just between you and I and uh, thousands that are listening. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to share this now, too, so good stuff. <laughs> I actually, I'm a little uncomfortable with what I do with the Eden assignment because I have to put the wall down and become very vulnerable, and uh, that's never been an easy feat for me. I've always been kind of a guarded person, but I realized in my spiritual journey when I got a little more mature as a spiritual person that we're not called to keep the walls up, and we got we, we got to let those walls down if we want to be able to be used 100% the way that God wants us to be used. and. So I've been working on that a lot. So I'm very raw and exposed in a lot of my programming. And so, um, and, and even my books, I try to become more raw and exposed, you know, because that's just, you know, growing up a certain way, you end up sometimes trying to protect yourself more than anything. Um, and that is very normal. However, as a spiritual being, you've got to practice a little bit of focus and discipline and, and let that wall down. And that's what happens when you and I do what we do somewhere we're becoming vulnerable and it may be a little uncomfortable. However, we can't be a hundred percent if we don't do it. What do you think about that? Well, I, I think, I think you're deliberately trying to make me cry on the air here. The goosebumps no. are pounded out of my arms here. That's all right. Uh, you, you say that and my heart's beating a million miles an hour here because I, I was exactly the same way. I was brought up with a, a father who saw, uh, served honorably in Vietnam, but uh, I, I believe first 20 years of my life, he was still in Vietnam and even to these days, he's the most closed-off person. He's kind of, when he's home, king of his castle. But outside those walls, he feels vulnerable and he feels insecure. And uh, so he covers that up with machonism. I mean, he changed his name to Butch and became an over-the-road truck driver. So if that doesn't kind of pinpoint a picture of <laughs> who my dad is. Now, I love yeah. him more than anything. And uh, we've connected extremely well over the years. Uh, but his whole thing is, and this way I was brought up, you never expose any weaknesses, and you never have to worry about anybody taking advantage of you. Almost like, don't trust mm -hmm. anybody, and you're never wrong, and you're never mm -hmm. going to get hurt. And, and I never wanted to believe that. And then on the other side, I had my uh, mom, and I grew up with my mom and her uh, uh, two sisters and my grandmother <laughs> when dad was gone and off and everything else. And so they were trying to balance out the love side, the soft side. You know, I'm doing aerobics at four years old and stuff like that, and uh, uh, to balance it out. But that was the whole thing, and a lot of that I kept was closed off. I was always a you know out happy person, but it was like, well, how much can I really trust this person? Closed off. Well, mm -hmm. here lately, since I was baptized, uh, the the past started well before then. But once I was baptized, and I kind of talked about two or three podcasts all about the baptism, and then posted it all over social media, saying, "Hey, this is who I am," and I know that may offend some people. Well, if it does, so be it. I believe in Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. I'm born again Christian. 
And I'm not going to mm. be embarrassed to say that anymore because on uh, I would rather offend somebody else out there than offend God. <laughs> so with that being I'm said, and drop the walls and I talk about the, the failures and the bankruptcies and the heartaches and the things when I haven't been the best parent or the best father or the best motivator, or the best entrepreneur or author or speaker. I share those things because I want others to learn from my mistakes where before I could never do that. And uh, it just mm-hmm. gives me tremendous goosebumps and pleasure and honor that you're saying the exact same thing. Oh, that's great. We are impacting people, letting us know, let them know, hey, be vulnerable. That's the only way you can let mm-hmm. God truly work through you in order to show others that mm-hmm. you're here to help. Gosh darn. Woo. Exactly. And I know, and I, I, it's rich. It's hard. It's really, really oh, hard. I say that, to do that it's not easy. <laughs> it, yeah. It's, it's, you know, to, to, to be willing to say I've messed up and I'm still not perfect. And, you know, a lot of times people will introduce me and say something about me. And I'm like, you know, don't, don't put that kind of pressure on me. Cause I'm not perfect. And I don't want to have to, to deal with having to be perfect. I'll just, you know, I'm on a journey like everybody else. And what I've learned, if you're behind me on that spiritual journey, I'm going to toss it your way and go, hey, look out for that roadblock coming up. You know, watch this, watch that. But I got to tell you, even on my own show, um, because everybody knows me as an inspirational journalist, an inspirational martial artist, that kind of thing. Uh, I actually will warn people and say, okay, right now I'm going to get real Christy. And if you don't like it, you know, you can leave now, but this is who I am and this is what I do. And this is my radio show. So, <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't like what I've got to say, then you can find the door. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's, That's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, that okay. makes me think, uh, um, I love comedy. Uh, and uh, was a wedding singer. I've got the mic and you don't. So you're going to listen to every darn word I've got to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's it. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> That's good stuff. But no, you're exactly right. Uh, um, you feel vulnerable out there. And, and, and as we know in today's society, and I think it's probably always been this way, but with social media, uh, sometimes the wrong people have more of a voice than they should have. Uh, I, I'm, I'm subject to it, as I'm sure you are as well. You got some haters out there, some naysayers, some people that uh, you know do everything they can to take a crack at you. And it, 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 it stings. But my son, who he shared it the other day, he said, Dad, you know, if you've got some haters, you finally made it. And I said, well, I'm going to make it so I can impact and inspire and empower more people, but I don't want people to hate me along the way. And he's 18 years old and he says, well, you, you got to have it. You can't have both ways. You either do this and have the haters or you don't do it and have no haters. You either shell yourself back up or you get back out there and expose yourself. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you're 18 years old. You're pretty fantastic. Who taught him that? That's awesome. (laughs) And he's right. You know, you can't be Superman if you don't have Lex Luger or whatever his name is, uh, his, his nemesis. Oh, yeah. Gosh, you, right. you, you can't, you can't be Superman if you don't have that. I mean, um, people who are spiritual people who constantly are trying to help other people by default, they're always in spiritual battles, rich always and always have been. And, and that's a good reminder. And it's never going to stop because you're out there. You're putting out into the spirit realm that you are um, uh, for lack of a better way, doing a war cry. Look, spirit realm, I'm here and I'm here to make a difference. And so the spirit, the, there, there's good and evil in everything. And trust me when I tell you, the enemies are going to come to try to take you down and try to get you off focus. And that can come in a lot of different packages. So for you and me and everybody else who feels like they're in a calling on a spiritual journey in the spirit realm, it's always important to remember that you are a prime target. You're the guy on the white horse leading other people. And you're going to be the first to get shot uh, if you don't keep your guard up and, and, and be very um, understanding about how spiritual things work, if that makes sense. Oh, spot on. And uh, my, my daughter, Madeline, and I went, and I'm not sure if I shared this with you. I know our listeners have heard it. We went to a, um, a church retreat called uh, Big Stuff in Panama City Beach, Florida, the first week of June. And it was, uh, it was four or five days. And it was, it was like 1,500 teenagers there. So it was like, whoa. Our group did a really good job. We talked to them, hey, let's be here and enjoy the experience. So put your phones up. Yeah, you can take a few selfies of the beach and this and that. But for the most part, I want you to be absorbed in what's going on here. Now, a lot of the other groups didn't because they're <laughs> teenagers walking around with their phone glued to their face. But it is what it is. The whole point was we were in this, and it was, it was fantastic. And the message of the week, or this year's message of big stuff, was being original. And it talked all about, you know, God or Jesus being an original 
And then, of course, the temptations that, you know, Satan, like you just said, in the desert, you know, Jesus was an original and he's going to have his people coming at him as well. Are going to have Satan coming at you as well, trying to take you down, trying to tempt you. And it, it was it was absolutely fantastic. And then school just started last week or this week, I'm sorry, for Madeline. And it was a uh, she's a sophomore and kind of a some of the classes there. Hey, you know, meet and greet with some of the friends. And one of the questions were, what type of music do you listen to? And Madeline was telling um, uh, my wife this and my wife passed it on to me. And Madeline said, well, I like uh, we got a radio station here called Joy FM. It's all Christian music, pretty much everything they played at Big Stuff. And the girl she was talking to started laughing at her and then had somebody else mm-hmm. laugh at her. You know, because like Christian music, what are you talking? She goes, well, that's my favorite music. You ask She goes, I like country music. And, you know, my dad loves 80s music and stuff. But that's my favorite music to listen to. It makes me feel good. Well, she got laughed at for it. And of course, uh, mm-hmm. like I, I, my wife was telling me this and I said, well, what did Madeline say? And she says, Madeline says, you know what? God gives me power. I believe in me. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, that is fantastic. Mm, wow. But it, 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 it obviously nerves me that somebody's going to laugh at somebody else. We know it happens. But I wonder how many other kids who didn't have the spirit and power and, and belief in herself that she has would, would cater and or caved into that and say, you know what? I, uh, uh, you know what? I was just joking. I, I don't really care for that. Almost like denying Christ, right? <laughs> I got to tell you something, Rich. It's worse than that. I mean, the, the the unacceptance and things like that, even at our generation, we had to endure that. But now, Rich, it's the school teachers. You should see what my kid go through, goes through in the public school system out here. Of course, it's really liberal out here where I live in Colorado. But I mean, they they I mean, I, they take a, have to take assignments of why Christians need to like back off of Muslims and uh, respect Muslims and not try to prophesize with their, their Christianity. I'm like, are you kidding me? You got to write a report on that? I mean, I've had to conference teachers over this stuff. So it's not, it's, you know, having to deal with the kids is one thing, but now you've got teachers who are in trying to put this stuff in these kids' heads and make them feel ashamed to be a Christian. I told his teacher, it was a geography teacher. I said, you're, you're not going to make my kid feel ashamed to be a Christian because that goes against his beliefs. He does not have to accept someone who doesn't believe what he believes spiritually. He doesn't have to be rude or unkind, but he doesn't have to absorb it and keep his mouth shut. Why do the Muslims in the school get to do their little thing with their religious activities, but you won't have a new life club because it's Christian and you don't want to offend other religions? I mean, it's like, Rich, it's an attack on Christians. I don't care what anybody says. It goes all the way down into the schools where children who are Christian children are making to feel like there's something wrong with them. They're doing something wrong for standing uh, fast in their faith and that they've got to lay down and let other religions have their way and keep their mouth shut. I got a problem with it. And so people are like, well, take your kid out and put them in private Christian school. I'm not doing that. My kids got to learn how to be in this world and this world, you're going to have to deal with it. And I'm not going to take them out of it. And I shouldn't have to take them out of it. You're not t- making Muslims go to Muslim school. You know, I, I just, I, why, why do the Christians have to, to lay down and be defeatist because of this liberal agenda? I guess you know I'm not a liberal. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I don't even know what the term liberal means anymore, uh, to be honest with you. And, of course, uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I just hate that uh, um, we were talking about getting along, but yet we're setting up, you've got to follow this path or I'm against you in any way, shape, or form. And uh, I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Uh, uh, but people are really shocked because I am, you know, I do have Native American ancestry and they automatically put me in that same, uh, that same demographic. Sure. But I don't care. About, I, what I care about is the person. Uh, yes. You know, uh, I, I have friends who are everything, especially in the Native American community. But right is right and wrong is wrong. There are a lot of things I feel about the Native American people that are being mistreated, African American people. I understand. I have African-American in me, too. I understand where the feelings are coming from. And there are times I'm saying, you know what? That's wrong that they're, they're going through this and they're being treated like that. I don't like it. But I always, no matter what, try to stand for the right. I don't really stand for any side or any party. I try to stand for what's right. And unfortunately, you know, you get me started. I step on a lot of toes. So I try to stay away from it on social media and just don't. Don't even go there. Good for you. You know what I mean? Because oh, uh, same thing. Look, you can't Well, let's win. look at it this way. You can't win you a, don't a faceless like the battle. No, you can't. Because if you don't like the president now, he, he gonna, there's only two terms you can serve. But, you know, you're <laughs> going to have your family and your friends for life. 
Yep. And you're going to. <laughs> wow, you're going that's to have a good point. That is a great point. Yeah. I never even looked at it that way. Yeah, you may not well, like him now, but yeah, why I mean, divide your family and friends that you've known forever? That is a fantastic right. point. And you know, and that things things are going to change. You know, as as far as I was able to remember, I've prayed for every leader of this country, whether it was Obama or Trump or Bush or or Clinton or whoever. I don't agree with any of them 100%, but I will pray for them because they're in charge of this country. And that's the attitude I think people need to take instead of ragging and and being disrespectful to leaders. I don't care who they are. They're leaders, and you need to have their back because they're in charge. And it doesn't matter who the president is. That's my that's my martial artsy thing coming out. Oh, you know where you. I'm with you, sis. That's you a right hook of reality. That's my hashtag. Boom. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Right hook of reality, and you're exactly right. That's a great point to look at. Um, re- regardless what side you're on here, is it worth? Is it worth losing your family and losing your friends? You know why does there need to be such a divide there? I I, I don't get that. I posted on my Facebook page this morning, and it kind of ties into everything here. And it was a, uh, a quote from Abraham Lincoln. Now, I never heard him say it, so I don't know if it's really him or not, but <laughs> I always like saying that. What was it? Uh, I, I, now I'm, I'm circling around being goofy here, but it was uh, another one I posted some time ago. It was from Abraham Lincoln, and it said, uh, just so you know, everything on Facebook is, is true. And it said Abraham Lincoln, like, like he had Facebook back when he was around. But anyway, <laughs> circling <laughs> right, back. Right. He you said, know, uh, here's what I think the problem is. Rich, just real quick, and I'll oh, end. No, no, we're, we're both, both, but buddy, we're both talk show hosts, and it's going to be an issue. But let's we'll get through it. Okay, so <laughs> one be yin, one be yang. All right, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so let me just say, I think a lot of the problem stems from the difference between this generation now and what we're used to growing up. Is that your political reference, belief, or or understanding is no longer an ideology where you can respect each other with their ideology. It's become an identity. And people are willing to die for what they believe in. So that's the difference now. We grew up with different ideologies. People now are making it their identity. And that's where it gets a little scary. Okay, Rich, go ahead. Oh, my gosh. No, gosh, you're the guest on here. And you keep dropping right hooks, baby. That is sweet. You're right. (laughs) Yeah, it's what it is. I mean, it's, it's not ideology anymore. It's identity. Man, oh, man. Folks, are you still standing? That was a big right hook of reality. I mean, that was a huge right hook of reality. That was a round kick of reality there. <laughs> Bang! And like nobody can throw um, but Master Eden. <laughs> well, you know, I've had all these pinned-up thoughts, and I'm dying for someone to interview me, so well, thank here, you for doing wow, this. Wow, thank <laughs> you. Again, I've got, uh, uh, I don't know how many more times I can get goosebumps on the show here. I always stand when I do my show because I'm dancing around in the studio. Everybody thinks I'm nuts, but <laughs> you're, you're dropping them here. Boom! Um so I, I guess my thing, and I better get it out before I forget it, because squirrel, you know, random thoughts by Rich Grogan here. Um, it, the Facebook post today was, uh, once again, from Abraham Lincoln, at least that's who was on the, the picture there. And it said, I do good, I feel good. I do bad, I feel bad. That's my religion. And I thought, man, how powerful is that? How powerful is that? You do good, you feel good. Some- you do bad, on, you Rich. feel bad. Rich, coffee, hang on, oh, hang yeah. on. I got to think about <laughs> <laughs> I do good. I still do good. I do bad. I feel bad. <laughs> like I said, I'm not sure I, if yeah, Abraham like, Lincoln ever said that or not, but it was there. <laughs> he, he did say that everything you read on Facebook is true. So if Abraham Lincoln said that and he cannot tell a lie, I mm-hmm. guess that's true too. <laughs> he probably said that. He probably got inspired by Rocky one, two, or three. Oh. Rocky Balboa. I think it was Rocky and four he, when he had to go to Russia. That was it. Yeah, I think that's it. That's probably when he came out with that one. I, he, I agree. Exactly. People are thinking, have they completely lost their minds? No, Abraham Lincoln's <laughs> alive and well. I mean, he's uh, actually, I'm in Illinois here, so he's about uh, an hour and a half, two hours north of where I'm at, Springfield, Illinois. <laughs> okay, I'll just drive know. my butt up and ask him. That's what I'll do. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, we, we have derailed. Derailed. Golly, good stuff. So what else is going on? Uh, are you still writing for uh, MA Success Magazine? Yeah, I'm still doing all the writings. Uh, I have two columns in uh, two different magazines. I, I've had them literally for probably, let's see, Taekwondo Times I've been writing for over 20 years now. And then MA Success, let's see, I just gave birth when they gave me my column, my kid's 16. So about 16 and a half, 16 and a half years, I guess, I've been writing for MA Success, which is most of the life of that magazine, I do believe. 
Um, yep. Yeah, Rich, I don't know. They haven't uh, kicked me off yet. <laughs> Every time I submit one, I'm like, oh, yeah, Karen, this one's going to do it. This will be the one that goes, thank you very much. We're good. We don't need you anymore. <laughs> But for some reason, I stay on, so I must be touching people somewhere, you well, know? you've got that back page locked up. That's what it is. You send everybody off yeah. with that Eden, uh, Eden assignment, Eden inspiration. But it's called something different on uh, MA Success. What's it called there? Yeah, it's called Inspirational Ovation. And what they did was they put it as back page inspiration just for that purpose because they just felt like they wanted to end the magazine uh, with a very positive note. So I'm literally always going to be on the back page of that magazine, but it's kind of got a little bit of a, a cult following now because when I go out to do different shows or whatever, someone will just look at me and point and go, back page, and nobody <laughs> knows what that means unless you read it. Back page. There you go. There's your calling card. Back page. <laughs> back page inspiration. There you go. So that's kind of funny how that works. And then, you know, it's, I don't know, uh, I, I get a lot of questions like, how do you, possibly you know take something that is just a common everyday ordeal that i wouldn't even blink at and turn it into a karate lesson and that's kind of like my big claim to fame in the martial arts industry and i got to tell you i don't know um i don't know i don't know how that happens but sometimes if you're around me you'll know because you'll say something and i'll go hang on i got to write that down that's a karate column it could be the simplest thing but there's like there's just a way of spinning that into something always and so for the last 20 years over 20 years every single month i've been able to do it and i hope to god i'll continue to be able to do it but i always wonder myself am i going to run out is that it am i done with ideas i mean <laughs> well and that's that self-doubt we sometimes have is like uh man haven't ever said this but i, I think our creative minds we've gotten of course the martial arts background and everything else we're able to find a different way to connect with different people with something by just spinning something a little different way uh and that's well you know, speaking about your, your first, uh, it wasn't your first book, but uh, uh, maybe I would have to say you're probably your most popular one, uh, I Am a Martial Artist. That one, my gosh, it's, I don't know, is it 100 and something pages of just all different quotes and just inspiration, motivation for any walk of life. And a lot of times yeah. people think that, uh, well, I'm working on my book. I posted the, uh, the first cover, and it's not the finished one, but it's Achieve Greatness is the name of the book, Achieve Greatness. Eight black belt principles that will change your life, and uh, and I'm going to focus on our black belt principles at the academy. Something I talk about a lot, and throw those out there. But it's achieve greatness in every walk of life, not just the martial arts. And I'm hoping that connects with people outside of just the martial arts community to let them know: look, like humility is number one, uh, bravery, courtesy, honor, integrity, discipline, respect, perseverance are our eight, if you will. And it's how you apply those to everything you are to be your very best person, or as Abraham Lincoln says, right. You do good, you feel good. You do bad, you feel bad. Right. So apply that. And you know, that's true. And what people don't know, if you are a writer, it's just like there are different martial arts styles. There are different writing styles. We don't just write. We all have a style. So I think my la uh, last submission, and I believe we're one to two months ahead. So when I submit something, it won't come out till some magazines two or three months later. But I just submitted something call, uh, called uh, Why I Hate Sports. And the... <laughs> I actually was in Taco Bell when I had to eat what I was eating, uh, like a whatever it was, bean burrito or something like that. I had to eat it with a spork, and I was losing it, just losing it. I hate <laughs> it. And, and so I actually wrote that Hold down. Hold on, I'm getting a visual I, here. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I spun it into a karate column, which you'll see in a month or two, called Why I Don't Like Sports. And I, it totally comes down to... Um, you know, a martial arts lesson, and I'm not going to ruin it for you, but you'll have to read it. But if you get MA Success Magazine, yep. and then basically, if you have anything to do with Century Martial Arts, if you buy anything from them, I think they give it to you for free. It's just an industrial-type complimentary magazine that you get. And, of course, Century Martial Arts, I mean, every, it doesn't matter what it is. It probably has Century Martial Arts on it if yep. it's a sporting equipment of, of any type of fighting. So, um, but anyway, that's uh, I'm, I'm just going to leave you with that and my latest writing endeavor here or why i hate sports and you're going to see how i actually spun that into a karate lesson and and let me know rich i want to know what you think when you read it uh, I, I definitely will and uh, yeah all our uh, academy or studio friends out there that uh, own a martial arts business you get that with anything if you bought anything like uh, karen said from century martial arts you get that it's called ma success magazine and those that aren't in the martial arts industry if you're 
um, if your kid's in a karate class or martial arts class, just ask the an owner, one of the instructors, and uh, I actually get two of those sent. I get one sent to the studio address and then one sent to my home address. So, well, um, and I'm sure most studio owners and stuff have that. So, folks, definitely check that out. Or I'm quite sure it's online. Everything else is as well. It's just MA, mm-hmm. obviously short for Martial Arts Success. It's a great magazine. And, of course, you get to read uh, uh, Karen's topic at the back, the inspiration ovation. And you get to learn about why she hates sports. There we go. <laughs> Wait a minute. Rich, 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 I don't even get two coffees. How the heck are you getting two coffees? Uh-oh. I'm lucky if I can get one copy and see what I wrote. Sometimes I'm like, hey, man, can you shoot me the magazine so I can see how my thing turned out? <laughs> I mean, you don't know how many times I've had to do that. And you're getting two copies. I'm a little jealous. All right. Well, I'll just but thank you for I'll the get your address when we're off the air, and I'll mail you the second copy every time. <laughs> I'll forward it to you. I've now moved. <laughs> okay. Thank you for that plug. And you're exactly right. Few people don't know that. They want to know how they get that magazine. That one's industrial, which means you know it's it. You have to be in the probably get be in the business unless you did call up Century and requested it. And I do think they'll give it to anybody. But if you're not in the business, you're pro- uh, probably going to have to pay for it. So I would recommend just go to the Century Martial Arts line and find something and order it, and then you won't have to ever buy the magazine. Or if, <laughs> you're if probably going to hate me for sending that. But. If you're in my area here, just come on by the studio there, and I'll I'll give you the magazine when I'm done. How's that sound? That sounds good. <laughs> that sounds good. They're going to throw them away anyway. <laughs> in the paper trash, of course. Um, so I, I had uh, 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 well, the, the last episode. Speaking of that, uh, was uh, Billy Blanks is on the cover. I just got it in the mail the other day. And I was at the uh, Martial Arts Super Show, and I got an opportunity to, to chat with Billy Blanks, which was, was fantastic because way back, uh, I filmed my first exercise video. was called Kick to Get Fit in 1999, and that was right around the time that Taibo was coming out. And for two years, I've been planning this exercise video, uh, karate aerobics video, and Kick to Get Fit was the, the title that I came up with. My first one was Karobics, Karate Aerobics, but somebody had already trademarked mm. that name, so I had to come up with a different one. So I'm working on getting this thing together, and then suddenly these infomercials come out with, with Billy Blanks and Tybo. And I'm like, oh, what the heck? And I thought, oh, you know what? I'll just ride the wave in. Well, so did everybody else. So <laughs> two years later, three years later, after our first bankruptcy, I went ahead and filmed uh, another video, a kid's video, called Kick to Get Fit Junior for Kids. And that one actually had a magazine layout with uh, Kathy or uh, Denise Austin, Billy Blanks, and then Rich Grogan with our three kids' videos from Parents' Choice Magazine. So I'd never met Billy before, but I met him this past, uh, I guess, last month at the Martial Arts Super Show. So we did a little uh, uh, video interview, and I had a great conversation with him. And lo and behold, he's on <laughs> the cover of Martial Arts Success Magazine this month. So ca- crazy how that works mm-hmm. out. Yeah, and he's, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe he's also Tung Sudo out of that Pennsylvania camp. Yep. Um, I think, he, yeah. So it's kind of funny how we all have these ties, uh, the Tung Sudo family out of Pennsylvania and we run into each other once in a while and that's kind of neat. But I, I like the way you said, it's like a, what the heck moment. I call them WTH moments because I have them all the time, all the time. I'm like, what the heck? You know what? I'm like, I'm on amazon.com and all of a sudden I see my book that I wrote, the first book I ever wrote pops up and it's, it's like three cents. I'm like, what the heck? No, you're trying to buy all my three cents. Oh no. I, it breaks your heart, you know, or you see your magazine in the trash can. You're like, what the heck? No, it's no, my no, magazine. No, no. What are you doing? Yeah. You <laughs> <laughs> see me in the trash can. Well, you no. S- <laughs> you, you see it. It makes you excited. Then you're like, whoa, it's in the trash. What's three cents? What, what, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, you have that mix your emotions. You're all hive because that's me. What the heck am I doing at three cents or in the trash can? <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like trying to pick them all up out of every, every karate instructor's school trash can all over Colorado. No, 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 you know can't do that man it's like it, it's really weird it is a wth moment whenever you go online and you see stuff like that it's like oh my gosh and how long it took me to write that book and it's three cents a copy now oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> that's all right hey, that's just good at stuff. least it's out there Th- there you <laughs> the go it's gonna be 15 dollars <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, that's the new way to do things, anyway. And then I'll give you the book for free, but you got to pay for shipping and handling. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> hey, I see that all the time. Hey, my book totally for free, and who knows? I may end up doing that too. I don't know. But you got to pay for the shipping and handling, so they got to get their the, yeah. the cost for the book back. Crazy stuff. Yeah. I, and how much is shipping and handling? It's fifty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> well, then 
Okay. <laughs> You're getting it delivered right to your doorstep. <laughs> you know, you I bet go. we could, that's the, the Jedi mind trick right there. You throw those little things in. Wait a minute, doesn't every piece of mail come to my doorstep? Yeah, but not like this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Gosh. Um, I had, uh, uh, we, we started talking about how everything spins into a martial arts lesson. I had, working with one of the mentors I'm working with, his name's uh, Chris Widener. He's written, my goodness gracious, 17 books now. And he wrote uh, a book with uh, Jim Rome called 12 Pillars. And it's all about success. And it was a bestseller. And then he's got a couple other bestsellers. He also worked with Zig Ziglar. So I'm honored as all being to work, work with him. And he's a Christian and a really, really good guy. I was kind of, I don't say pulling away from the martial arts industry, especially with my, the book here, because I didn't think the, the audience or the following was big enough. And he says, my gosh, just sit down and list all the benefits of martial arts. And now all you got to do is find a way to connect that to everybody else, just like you do with your show, just like you do when you give speeches and presentations, just like you do at the studio. So I, I did that, Karen, and I, I wrote down, and I bet, my gosh, the list here, I'll just go through like the first half of the page, uh, stress release, confidence building, bully prevention, empowerment, <laughs> manners, discipline, respect, self-respect, self-esteem, focus, concentration, life skills, courage, confidence. Honesty, honor, integrity, discipline, respect, bravery, willpower, strength and perseverance, positive mental attitude, balance, body control. And, and, and obviously the list goes on and on and on. And it's like, who could not benefit from, you know, just those 15, 20 things I read there when there's another 50? Because everything we do within the martial arts. So it has every, uh, every part of life could benefit from what we do. And, uh, and, and I want to get past that stigma. A lot of times people think it's just punching and kicking but we know it's so much more. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's like anything in life. If you have the, if you can just have find the discipline to stick with it, mm -hmm. it, you know, even when, even when it's snowing outside and, or you don't feel good or whatever, you find the discipline to stick with it anyway. That's the person who will get the internal aspects of what the training is all about, you know, and you know, as well as I do, a lot of people, they bring their kids in, put their kids in for martial arts for six months or whatever, yep. because it's like soccer or, or baseball or whatever. And, and that's a big part of our audience. I mean, that, as far as financially, we make our money on kids. And our biggest uh, deal is trying to get people to understand that we want to retain you longer than yellow belt or orange belt, because that's when it's really going to start to kick in. Um, after you have had a little bit of mental fortitude and you see the difference in it. I don't think we'll ever change the world with that, Rich, but, um, you know, it is just like everything else in life. If you don't put the time into it, yep. you're not going to see the payoff, you know? And I think that's the hardest thing, especially for kids nowadays, the instant gratification world we live in, and we're all, uh, we're all subject to it. Heck, if it takes you longer than seven seconds for your phone to load up, uh, we're all freaking out. Well, that's the world these kids have been brought up in, and you know they get a trophy for just showing up, and here they actually got to earn their belt. What's that all about? And it it, uh, it freaks some parents out, uh, but you know that's kind of the core values. Of everything we talk about, we want you to earn it because you're going to have to earn everything else in life as well, and it kind of sets that foundation. And we're we're not for everybody as much as we want to be. Uh, we're for the right people that really understand what we're trying to present. You got to work hard. You got to earn it. But gosh mm -hmm. darn it, the payoff is, is you're going you're gonna to stand out in the crowd. Right. And that's true for everything in life. You oh, know, you gosh, can't, yes. um, you, can, you, you start out as a white belt in everything that you do. And I think that's another thing we're talking about. The generation gap here is a lot of the, the younger people, they want to start out as the CEO. And that's not how it works. <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you have to understand that there's some things that time and experience cannot replace. And for, I'm going to get on my soapbox now, Rich. So I'm warning you right now. Bring it, it on, comes. sister. <laughs> so I'm having a real problem with some of our uh, fellow instructors, some of them very well known, who are selling out with this rank and belt stuff. I mean, it, it irritates me to know when they've asked me to sit on panels or endorse or sign my name to some of these promotions where now all you do is you go in and you buy uh, a DVD box set of instruction to get your second degree black belt and so-and-so who's a well-known martial arts instructor is going to sign off on it after you give him the $500 and he will send you one of his belts. I mean, I'm, I'm just glad that, you know, the, the guy who did my husband's surgery didn't earn his <laughs> surgical degree from, 
you know, um, the, the six box DVD set to become a surgeon. I'm glad I just got back from Washington, D.C. I'm glad my pilot also did not get this so-and-so's DVD set series to learn how to fly that plane. Because there's some things that a time and experience are going to make you uh, qualify to do these things. And martial arts is one of them. So, Rich, I got a little problem. And I'm talking about people who are very high ranked, who are very well known in the industry, who are selling out to make the buck. And they're doing all of a, a disfavor when they do that. Yep. That okay, title, McDojo. No, keep going. I'm 1,000% I'm with you. And, I, I, and the crazy thing is I used to get on and air that quite a bit on social media. I've backed off now because I don't know that it was really doing any good. Somebody ask, I'm 100% on it uh, because it, it, it's an insult to all of us. It truly is. And you see some, everybody's a black belt nowadays. I just had today, it's kind of funny. I walked in the studio and somebody I hadn't met before goes, hey, are you a black belt? And I looked down at my pants and I've got, uh, I said, you know what? I've got one on today, but some days I don't even wear exactly. a belt. And I said, but I bought this one at Kohl's Rich. for like 15 bucks. <laughs> Rich. Rich, it's not It's not everybody's a black belt. It's everybody's a grandmaster <laughs> now. Are you kidding me? Uh, there were, at one point, there were maybe four grandmasters on the entire planet who had been doing it since they were eight, and they're now 98. I mean, all of a sudden, everybody's a grandmaster who got a two, three-year black belt. Within a year later, they're a grandmaster. Yeah. So as a result, people who are going to legitimately achieve grandmaster, which typically should be in 30 years of teaching and training, which I'm coming up on in two years, and I'm gladly to wait. I have no problem with that. But now they got to come up with titles like superior grandmaster. Oh, I haven't or, heard that one yet. <laughs> ultimate superior ultimate mother. grandmaster. <laughs> Because, because they're coming up with these even fancier titles because there's somebody who, you know, now you can be a black belt and be a grandmaster after like four or five years of training. Listen, I don't even care about that thing. People are like, oh, you're on your, your grandmaster. I said, no, I'm not. I got two years. And besides, don't call me grandmaster because yeah. it sounds like granny pants grandma. I don't want it. I'm going to be hot. God, so, so if beautiful. I can't sound hot, oh, hold on, say it again. I don't Granny want pants it. grandma. <laughs> I don't want anything that doesn't make me sound hot and sexy, Rich, so just keep it away from me. <laughs> Granny Pants Grandma. I, mean, I love it. No, it, 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 we're making light of it, but it is. Uh, it, it, it frustrates me to no end. Um, and, and, and I tell you, that was as I mentioned, it was one of the things I used to get on there, and it was really, it, it, I don't know, it, it bothered me. It really, really did. But what I've kind of tried to do here lately, and uh, it's, it's one of the other mentors I'm working with, uh, uh, Dave Kovar, uh, his whole thing is you, you, some battles are worth fighting, some battles aren't, but here's what you can do in order to win both of those battles that we're talking about right now. He says, you get out there and prove them wrong by showing them what it's really like. And of course I would say, but, but yeah, but I make my, my students, they have to work hard for a minimum five and a half, six years to, to be uh, awarded the opportunity to test for black belt. And I've got a guy here in town that has a two year guaranteed black belt. And he says, can you change that? No. He says, but the high tide raises all boats, and then the cream will always rise to the top. Do what you do and do it better than anybody else and focus on doing what you do better, and you're going to be better. You can't change that. I so know. that's I know. I, well, I'm saying that because I, I have the same. I want to jump through the darn screen and, uh, oh, let's go. Let's dance. I had somebody shred me the other day talk about my technique was terrible and how dare I teach students and <laughs> this and that. So I asked, I said, well, you know what? Thank you for your input. Would you mind sharing something so we could all learn? And, of course, their reply yeah. was, oh, well, I don't share any of my stuff. I said, well, I'm humbled yeah. by your knowledge. And, and then the guy went on to say, <laughs> I, I, he went on to say, he goes, well, you've really proven what kind of man you are because I don't know any man that uses the word humble. I'm like, oh. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with people. But, you know, you're talking about, I love Dave Kulvar. Listen, I, he is, he, I sat in a roundtable with him. This was several years ago where, you know, it was a Q&A roundtable. So they had, uh, uh, a stunt teacher out of LA uh, sitting with us to answer questions. And then they had me who's evidently rich, the biggest dinosaur on the planet. Okay. Sitting. <laughs> and then they had Dave Kovar in the middle. Who's like freaking Yoda with his advice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like, so it would be like, okay, here's one, one question. It's like, um, should students still be have to be able to fight to earn their black belt? And of course, the stunt guy's like, oh, no, we don't fight anymore. It's dangerous. It's not what's going to bring in money. 
And I'm like, are you kidding me? What kind of black belt doesn't know how to fight? I mean, you don't have to be Bruce Lee, but yeah, you got to know how to fight. And then it's Dave with Yodaism, like, okay, well, here's the deal. You know, (laughs) it was great. It was just, it was the perfect lineup to get like every answer you could possibly get from a round table. But he was awesome because he really, I'm going to call him Master Yoda when I see him next time because he is literally Yoda. When it comes to giving Mark uh, he, he's fantastic. I met him in 2012, and that's I often share with the listeners and, and everybody else. That's when my life really started to shift directions because I was with the uh, United States, well, Subak Do Federation at the time, and I'd been with them almost 26 years, and they were very restrictive on doing anything. Matter of fact, I went to this conference, and uh, that's when I met, <clears throat> first met Kiyoshi Kovar, and I got like a little kid disciplined for going outside anything with the organization. And uh, anyway, he just shed light on things that just different ways of approaching teaching, different ways of handling students, different ways of just being a good person, you know, get off your throne of being I am the master. But I mean, he never said that I would be disrespectful in his eyes. He just said, hey, does that uh, does that make you feel good when you're doing those things? Because maybe there might be a better way, kind of the Yoda response that you're talking about. Here you go. And I'm like, Master oh. Yoda. So, well, Matthew, uh, now that we're on uh, a Dave Kovar thing, I'm going to have to tag him in this uh, uh, podcast here. He yeah, uh, he said absolutely. something to me not too long ago, and, and he said it in such an elegant, quaint uh, Yoda yep. way. Um, it was, <laughs> and w- w- how I received it was a right hook of reality. Now, he said it in a more dignified yeah. way than I could ever probably repeat, but it was yeah, this. Yeah, and you kind of just... Yeah, you sit there and you just shut up because, I mean, what can you say? I mean, he's right, you know, and, you know, now you feel like, you know, you're two inches tall, but he is right. And you got to respect that. And, you know, that's just his style. So God love him. Yeah, he's he's good at that. He is. But you know what? um, I just think that it's it's turning so quick to try to please a generation that demands instant the instant gratification. You know, like I said, when you're if you're. If you're 21 years old and you're a grandmaster, I got a problem with that. But evidently, you know, <clears throat> not too many of us does or nobody's saying anything. because, You know, it's not, it's like Doogie Howser MD, you know, I mean, he's <laughs> good one. I don't, I can't, I can't figure out how you have the internal aspects to be able to lead when you haven't experienced the kind of life you need. You know, Dave Kovar can do Yoda because he's older and he's done it for 50 years. I mean, he knows what's going on. You can't be 21 and not have experienced things and expect to have the title of Grandmaster. It just, I'm, I'm taken back by anybody in their 20s. Yeah. Well, how do you gain Dave wisdom and do experience? Right? I've got a problem with that. Yeah, I'm, you, if, you're, if you're in your 20s, I've got a problem with that. And that's people in my own federation. And I just look at them and give them one of my really bad angry Cherokee woman looks, and they know. The, uh, the Eden assignment dagger. There we go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> one of my Cherokee looks, you know, they, they get it. They just kind of look away. They know what I'm thinking, Followed you know, because. round kick. There we go. <laughs> no, I, I'm, it's, yep. I'm with you in this, this world, and it, it's tough. And that's where, um, yeah, and, and back to that point, something I share often. My, my grandma had, uh, and she passed away a few years ago. She was my pillar uh, that I went to for everything. And she always, Richie, are you reading your daily proverb? Richie, are you putting God first? Richie, are you doing what's right for others? But her other thing was, Richie, <laughs> what is your integrity worth? Richie, if you sell your integrity today for a dollar, you sell tomorrow for 10 and the next day for 100. And then when is it enough? Is it enough when you have no integrity and no soul left? So be careful, Richie, about selling your integrity. And that, that, that mm. I would love to say I've always followed that, <laughs> but I, but, but I have it. But every time I hear that bell and that message and, uh, over the past several years, that thing has rang true because one, I'm putting my, my ducks in order, if you will, my priorities are right. My integrity is worth everything. You know, my integrity is I want to do right by God. I want to do right by my family. I want to do right by my kids and I want to do right to leave the legacy that I want. And, you know, you're going to have your people that beat you up for whatever reasons, but gosh darn it, building that character through your integrity, that's what's going to stand the test of times. And, and that's, that's a tribute to my grandma there. Richie, what is your integrity worth? So yeah, next time you have a battle yeah. with somebody, maybe you can say that to that 20-year-old grandmaster. 
But they, they won't even know what integrity is, so maybe skip that. <laughs> and then, you know, you saw that in, watch their instructors, because their instructor oh, yeah. did something wrong. Their instructor sold out to make their student in their 20s a grandmaster, which is not conceivably possible. No. Because traditionally, you can't even be a grandmaster. It's a very basic reasoning until you've taught and or trained for 30 years. So, I, I, you know, to see anybody under the age of 30, I would personally question that. And you get a lot of, you know, that, that's a topic that goes around in our, our social media circles as well. I don't want to get involved in it when it comes to social media because people don't know me who will be answering back to that, don't know who I am and what I stand for. And I don't even know, I don't want to start, you know, like you said, I don't want to start battles that aren't worth fighting. But as someone who's giving um, advice after almost 30 years, I would say in your heart, you know what you feel is right. And you know, you can't be what you're not because you can't get blood from a stone. It just, it just is. Just like a lot of people, a lot of children who go through a black belt program, you're doing them a disfavor when you sign them up for a four-year contract and they're not where they need to be, and they're not black belts in their mind or in their heart. My own kid, Rich, I saw him at age four. I wouldn't let him test for black belt until he was 12 years old. That's eight years of training. Fantastic. And the reason I, oh, there's no way I'm going to put my own product out there and not be the real thing. I'm not going to leave a legacy like that. And that's how sacred and honorable martial arts should be. But I got to tell you, it's kind of turning into a little bit of a ego fist joke right now. Um, and I'm hoping, hoping to try and get away from some of that because it's just getting worse and worse and worse. And I'm starting to see the light with a lot of things. So I'm just going to not say any more about that. But oh, yeah, <clears throat> go right. I, I, I've said it all. And that, that was a big reason that and kind of the, the bullying, if you will, from the Federation, uh, it was a big reason why we left. I, I didn't like the, the path they were taking. I didn't like the, where they were going. Having eight-year-old kids test for black belt, and I just did, you know, and I, I was appointed to the uh, regional examiner position. So I'm, uh, I'd say I'm failing an eight-year-old kid. Sounds like I'm heartless, but I just said we're not ready mentally, physically, or, or, or emotionally at this age. Well, the bad thing is when I wouldn't pass the student, the instructor was my senior by a multitude of ranks. So then they would say, "Well, I'm your senior. You can't fail my student." I said, "Well." I was appointed a position of regional examiner, and I was asked to do this. And then they would call the uh, the grandmaster there, and he would say, "Well, you need to have peace and harmony. They are your senior. You need to pass their students." And I said, "Well, I can't do that. You put me in this position." So anyway, that's yeah, a. Whole... It's, not like, it's not like we're like demanding they be look Bruce Lee or anything. It's oh, just gosh, the no. basic requirements. You can't learn to, that in two to... years. You can't learn that in two years. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, a six-year-old's mindset. I mean, my gosh, they're just learning how to color and tie their doggone shoes. How are they going to defend themselves against an adult? Yeah, that's a whole. That's a whole other show. We'll we'll have to have you back, and we'll talk show. about that whole thing. That would be fantastic. <laughs> well, and you know, a lot of the too rich has to do with think about it is in the martial arts industry, we really don't have a governing body. We don't have an NFL. We don't have a major league baseball. Someone who's going to say, "Yeah, no, you can do that. No, you can't do that." You know, I mean, we, we have, I guess, if you go to Korea, the cookie one and all that stuff, but um, that's not in this country. So people are really, um, they're kind of doing their own thing. And, uh, you know, I can respect and appreciate that because I somewhat did my own thing to kind of make a ministry to help street kids. But I still am adhering to the basic principles of traditional martial arts. You know, the basic, just the basic knowledge that even 3,000 years ago, the same monks had in mind with training and internal aspects and discipline. And the bottom line is you've got to put the time in to achieve anything. There's nothing that you can get without putting the time in. You have to be Bruce Lee. No, I'm not Bruce Lee. I was never Bruce Lee going on 30 years, but I did put the time in it, Rich. I've put the time in and that's the difference. So. Okay, well, you have to go now, or what? How long's your show? Uh, well, it, it, we're we're doing good. We're right at the end here. But uh, they, what, what did Mister Miyagi say? No such thing as a poor student, just a poor instructor, right? So, instructors yeah, that are listening, so. there's your right hook of reality coming from not only me, <laughs> coming from Master Karen Eden. The Eden assignment, yeah. right there, in full swing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, gosh darn, Karen. Absolutely. Man, oh man, uh, we, we will have to do this again if you're good for another call in the very near future. We'll, we'll kind of, I don't know if we pick up where we left off or heck, with you and I, we'll probably, uh, you know, our mindset will be we're going to pick up where we left off, but who knows where, what journey or what path it'll take us. But I know it's been a great show for the listeners there and uh, they got a little bit of everything. Right, left. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of the way I think first thing in the morning, Rich. So maybe you can call me a little bit later and I'll get a little more organized with my I thought it was pattern. fantastic. That's, that's me all over the place. <laughs> Squirrel, right, running across the street. Matter of fact, a book that I'm yeah. probably going to write, which would be an easy book for me, <laughs> is Random Thoughts by Rich Grogan. <laughs> I, like, I actually like that, Rich. I do like that. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. The, the, the people would know where to think, but that's what makes it so random. You know, page two would not follow page one, and page five would probably be back to page one. And okay, I'm, I'm confused. <laughs> well, that's all good stuff because I would be so darn curious. I'd have to get that book after that title. You know, <laughs> all random right. thoughts. Oh my gosh, what kind of thoughts? Let me get a copy of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and, and I've already bought the domain, so it's 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 in holding here. So, <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm nuts. Well, Karen, gosh darn, thank you so very much. I mean, I, I share it with the listeners and uh, I do the video blogs and everything else. I know how sacred time is and the fact that you spent time on the show here and listeners, the fact that you spent time listening to us go back and forth and talk about all kinds of stuff. I, I didn't know how to, to write this show up, so I'm going to have to go back and listen to part of it in order to write the, <laughs> the write-up on what's the most tantalizing for the listeners there. But folks, you mm, were in for a Random treat. thought. Maybe just call it that. <laughs> <laughs> With guest master Karen Eden before coffee. Hmm, very good. The Eden assignment, the uh, inspirational ovation, uh, the the 20-year-old grandmaster. Man, we covered some ground. (laughs) Yeah, we did. We covered a little bit of everything there. It's all good, though. Thoroughly enjoyed it. And anytime um, you let me know, and you know how it works, just call me and say, we're going on in five. You ready? I'm I'm, I'm, I'm good to go. (laughs) Uh, Coffee and pajamas. We got it. There you go. <laughs> don't tell people that. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I look really dead, but don't tell anybody. This is radio, right? Okay, good. Oh, yeah. Good. Uh, I thought it was. Let's see. The producer's giving me a thumbs up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, well, Karen, thank you so, so, so very much. I really, really appreciate it. Um, and, and same thing. If you ever uh, you need a guest for your show, I'd be more than happy to jump on there. And uh, I know for the radio there, we have to keep it within a parameter. So, or maybe not. It's your show, right? You got the mic. Yeah, I'm kind of weird about um, guests because I'm kind of a, a Mike Hog, oh. and I've noticed when I have guests, they're just like, ah, 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 and then the show's over. I'm like, okay, thanks. So- <laughs> I've been working on mine, letting a guest ask you to speak, so thank you. <laughs> Good yeah, stuff. so, you know, <laughs> absolutely, Richard. I love your show. I don't go on every show. You You have to be... Um, you have to be someone that I know is first, first of all, um, that I'm going to be a good fit for. And a lot of them, I'm not a good fit for because you, you saw me how I am today. I mean, you know, some people can't handle that. Well, some people can't handle the truth. You're just weird and you can handle weird. So that's Uh, all there is to it. But no, you're, you're, you're someone that, you know, you're of, of incredible character and, uh, you know, granny was right when she said that about you, she put that in your head and that's the way you are. You have incredible character. And I, I like the things that you say, and uh, I'm proud to be a part of it. So absolutely, let's do great things in the future together. I'm all for that. Absolutely. Ah, well, you, you ended the show with more goosebumps. I didn't think I had any goosebumps left in my body, but thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Well, Karen, thank you. Anytime. From the bottom of my heart, please keep doing the wonderful things you're doing. Folks, please check out uh, Master Karen Eden Herndon. Uh, she's got all kinds of things out there. You know how to find people, you know, better than I do on uh, search and, you know, a lot of our kids and even adults, if you don't know how to find somebody, ask your kids, they can help you find them and check, check her out, folks. She does a wonderful job. You heard the passion and, uh, the, the commitment in her voice to make our society kind of our goal here to make our society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live by empowering kids and adults to believe in themselves, stand up to bullying and most important, respect themselves in order to respect others. And that's kind of my personal mantra or my why, if you will. And uh, the listeners know it. Karen, you know it now, and thank you so very much. Yeah. Absolutely. You guys pray for me and what I do with Native America and these street kids. You know, I love my kids. I'm mama bear to all of them, red, yellow, black, or white, and that's what I do. So thank you for letting me uh, talk about that. And, 
you know, hit me up if you need to know more information. And I just say, you know what, well, you're right. I, I got four books out by them. You'll find me. Just look them up. I don't say <laughs> I would do that for a while. So how do you spell it? And how do you do this and that? Now I just say, look, just do a Google search. And if you don't know how to do that, ask your kids. They can show you. <laughs> exactly. 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 Thank you yeah. so much, Rich. Thank you, Karen. You have a blessed, blessed weekend. And uh, I look forward to chatting with you again real soon. Okay. Or we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Thank you. All right, folks, we're wrapping up another exciting episode. Thank you so very much for your time. As always, check out previous shows. Share uh, this show with somebody who could benefit. Also, leave your comments and feedback. I'd love to hear from you. And until we talk again, you get out there and do your best. And I promise you'll be your very best. God bless you. God bless your loved ones. We'll chat with you again real soon. Have a great day, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to another exciting Kickin' Life podcast. This is Master Rich Grogan, your Kickin' Life guru, reminding you you can find our podcast online at kickinlifepodcast.com or through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast. Tune in next week. Another exciting show coming your way. In the meantime, you get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you real soon. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.